the little one for Purim, so if I get stuck on the on the Shabbosoch, I won't get to the Purim one. So let's begin with Purim, and we'll go back to, to, to Zohar. So Purim is on page Nunvav. This takes Mamish a minute. It takes Mamish a minute to do, but to, to live this way, it's not easy. So everybody knows that it says in the Tikkun that the names, the words Purim, Yom Haki Purim, that Yom Kippur is like Purim. So the Rebbe said perhaps it's hinting to this as well. When it comes to Yom Kippur, the Tan is fasting and Shuva. Fasting and tshuva is on Yom Kippur is not just if you if you're in the mood, if you feel like doing it. Whether you feel like it or you don't feel like it, whether you're in the mood, you're not in the mood. And Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur is a day of satanis, is a day of tshuva. You might not be in the mood for Yom Kippur but to do your best to get into the mood. Because it's a gzair of Hashem, that is a day, where the Yitzumah Shayom is a day of Tanis, of Tshuva, and so on. And Hashem decrees, and we try our best to do it. So the Rebbe says, Kein gam simchas Purim. So too when it comes to the joy of Purim. Lo rakim ha'odam me'atzmo b'simcha. Simchas Purim is not only if you're feeling that you feel that you're in the mood, that you're happy. It's not only if a person is already in a state of simcha, or somehow can, in some way, that he's in a massive where he could bring himself to Simcha. Even if a person is in a place of shiflus, mamish, and shvirus alayf, in the lowest place, the most broken hearted, his mind and his entire spirit has been crushed. It's a din. It's a chok, it's a law. He calls it a chok because at a time like that when a person is totally broken, it doesn't make sense to him. How could he possibly be happy? But the same with the Yom Kippur, it's not left up to your mood. So too, Yom, so that's Yom Kippur, so too on Purim. It's a chok. can't understand how it's possible, but a person 
somehow is able to bring at least a spark of simchin to bring into his heart. And so too, the effect that it has from above that descends below. The same way that Rabbi says in the Gemara that Yom Kippur, the day itself is Mechaper. The day itself is Mechaper. Mechaper. As long as the person keeps Yom Kippur, the Yom has an effect to bring Kapar. The day itself. Even if a person is not with all Kavanis and Yechudim and thinking and crying and all kinds of tefillahs, the Yitzum Hashayim is Mechap. If a person believes in Yom Kippur and he keeps Yom Kippur, the Yitzum Hashayim, the day itself, is Mechap. And even if the person really hasn't completed the tshuva that he needs to, that he needs to do, he hasn't really done the tshuva that's required of him. I'm a Rebbe, Rebbe holds Shemachapalo. Rebbe holds that the day itself is Machapa. Shemachapalo. So that's Yom Kippur, Yom Kippurim. That's what happens in Shemaim on Yom Kippur. That's in, in a very miraculous way, the Yitzum Shiyom has that effect that it brings Kippur into, into our lives. So what about Purim? Kain Gambe Purim. Even if a Jew is not able to be besimcha the way that he should be. All of his avoda on Purim is not beshleim, this is not the way that it should be. It's incomplete. Even though it's incomplete, the Yitzum Shayom of Purim. Even though the person's Simcha can't be complete because he's so tzibrach and he's so broken. Nevertheless, the effort that a Jew makes to at least live through Purim and to observe Purim and to somehow bring something of Purim into his heart, then Purim is Paul Ayyisrael Gam Ata Then Purim has the effect upon the Jewish people and it accomplishes what it's able to accomplish. Okay, let's go to Shabbos Zohar. Just go back a few pages. Zohar Sashir Salacha Molik, page Nun Gimel. Sometimes, just talking for a second about what we just learned, sometimes a person, even now when Baruch Hashem, we're very far from the Warsaw Ghetto. Even now, a person feels that on Purim, he's measuring himself that he's not. He doesn't feel the. He doesn't feel the simcha. He doesn't feel that Purim is having the effect upon him. That the whole year he was waiting for Purim that it should have such an effect upon him. And very often, very often, people have chalishas hadas. They have a chalishas hadas that that the Purim came in it. And it went, and there was nothing special. And uh, then they think back on how Purim was when I was in yeshiva earlier in life, or in Eretz Yisrael, 
especially as people get older and, and they're not anymore in the yeshiva. And, and there's a chalisha sadas that Hashem does not want a person to have on Purim. Everybody has to be mechazik, everybody has to be mechazik himself to know that 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 the day itself of Purim, even though you might not be feeling the simcha that it brings to you, you don't feel the effect of that simcha. But it's part of very, very, very great, very, very great things. It accomplishes very great things. If a person observes Purim, that's why it's a terrible avla when you have a person who overdrinks and he spends the he spends the whole afternoon of Purim on a couch or in, or in a bathroom somewhere. Then he missed. He missed being. He missed being awake. He missed being in the yontiv of Purim. The yontiv of Purim, the day itself is is mechaper. The day itself is misameach, and it has the effect upon the person's year to bring simchan to the rest of the year. Even though you feel like I wasn't, I really didn't have much simchan Purim. I don't, I don't. I didn't feel anything special. And you know, you're making the circles, you're dancing, and you're going along with everything. But if you keep the halachas and you keep things and you try and you mishtatif with other Jews, you don't close yourself off, you with other yidin. It has hashpa, all the hashpahs of Purim that is mashpia simcha for the entire year and it brings to all kinds of yeshuas. Which the tzaddikim said that there's no other day of the year that it brings as many yeshuas to a person's life as the day of Purim. So even though a person is not necessarily in the mood and doesn't feel that, the Rebbe saying is that Yom Kippur, you're not necessarily feeling tshuva on, on Yom Kippur. You're not necessarily in the mood. V'chulu v'chulu. U'v'chal zoz, is mechape. The day itself accomplishes. So to everybody has to know that the day of Purim itself accomplishes. That doesn't mean we could see it right away or how, in what way does it accomplish. Every word that a person davens on Purim, if a person is able to say during the day of Purim a few capital tehillim, it's pole more than tehillim that has said the rest of the year. If a person is able a little bit on Purim to take off a few minutes here and there and to say a few capital tehillim, the day itself is the most powerful day. Yom Kippur is only Yom Kippur. Purim is the most powerful day. And and the person who's a badaz, even though he's told that there's an Indian of Adalayada, a big badass knows that it's that the Adalayada that the Adalayada does not mean Khalila to make to to, to lower the, the day into something which is silly and something which is chasasham ugly. And that was not the Ratsna Hashem's book. The day itself is a very powerful day and it shouldn't be destroyed by, by something that's not that's not befitting a Jew or Ben Tyre. Pasha Zakhar. To remember what Amalek did when we left Mitzrayim, Amalek encountered us upon the way, and cut off all those who were struggling along at the end. And you were tired and exhausted. And he did not fear Hashem. That when Hashem will give you peace, will give you rest from the enemies around you, and the land that Hashem gives you, 
You should erase the name of Amalek, Mitachas Shemaim, Lo Tishkach. To erase Amalek from beneath the heavens, Lo Tishkach, don't forget. Vinovin, no. Let's try to understand. Mami Tachas Shemaim. What is, what is it that the Pasuk throws in over here under the heavens? What do you mean under the heavens? The, the earth is under the heavens. Where does Amalek live? Amalek lives on earth. So we really just have to say, What's have to say? Underneath the heavens, beneath the heavens. Just to erase Amalek from the earth. So maybe you could say, that since we know the Navi says that Kashbaruch who calls the heavens his throne, and the throne of Hashem is not complete until Amalek is destroyed. Perhaps that's why it says to erase Amalek because somehow Shamayim, the Kisei, is not complete. Amalek needs to be destroyed, Mitachas HaShamayim. Mitachas HaShamayim, so that the Shamayim will be able to be restored to its perfection. There's something missing in Shamayim when Amalek is in the world. Therefore, Amalek needs to be removed, Mitachas HaShamayim. Perhaps you could also say. So the Medrash says that Ashakarcha, which literally is translated, they encountered us. But the Medrash, as you all know, says that Ashakarcha is a hint to the to Kriyus, to coldness. Ashakarcha, to make cold. They made you cold. And Rashi brings from Chazal, Medrash Lambat Yavasachas. This can be compared to a boiling hot tub of water, a pool of water. It was so hot that no one was able to go in there. Bo Ben Bilial Echad, some Russia came, the Kofat the Seicha, and he jumped in. Afal Pi even though he himself got burned, but now, because he jumped in, he cooled it off a little bit and others are able to go in. Afkan, so too here. When we left Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Kara Hayam Lefneim, Hashem opened up the ocean in front of us. And the Egyptians drowned. The fear of Am Yisrael fell upon all of the nations. So the so the Baruch Shalom in this world was like mamish bubbling. It was hot. The world was hot. It was on fire with Hashem, with the fear of Hashem. Kevin Shabo Amalek. So Amalek came. So everybody was afraid of Am Yisrael. There was a fire, and the nations of the world wouldn't go near it. That was, that that. That, that Am Yisrael was Hashem's people, 
and they, we were invincible. But then Amalek came, and Amalek went ahead, even though, even like in the Marshal, it meant that Amalek was going to be beaten and burned. Amalek still feels that it's Kedai. Kevin Shabbat Amalek, when Lahem, they jumped into the hot tub, into the boiling hot water. Even though Amalek got beaten badly, Amalek was able to cool off the hot water. In other words, Amalek was able to make us look attackable and vulnerable to the entire world. Before, nobody would dare come near us. And Amalek said, Amalek went and attacked us. And it was a mulchama, it was a serious mulchama. So that showed the nations of the world that the Jewish people are not invincible. Ashikarcha. So Amalek brought to a cooling down of that fire of Hashem in the world and Am Yisrael, a cooling down. However, in the Mar of Hashemish, Navar Yisrael, and other Svarim, Isa, that Karcha is not talking about cooling down the Umasalim, the nations of the world. Asha Karcha is Shakir, Yisrael, Atzman Bekrivas. The Pshat in Chazal and Rashi is that Asha Karcha is that Amalek succeeded in cooling off the rest of the world vis a vis Am Yisrael. That before Amalek attacked, the rest of the world was afraid, it was a fire. And Amalek cooled down the fire, and then the rest of the world saw that we could fight against Jews. And we've been fighting since then. But the Swamakadoshim learn that Ashakarcha means that Amalek is the Midah of Kriyas. And Amalek is able to affect us to this day, each and every one of us in such a way, to cool a person down, to freeze a person, to cool us, freeze us. Shakiris Yisrael Ba'atzman Bekriyas. We need to understand. How is it possible that Amalek, that Amalek who hated us was our enemy, and came to destroy us, to kill us? How would they be successful in affecting us, to cool us down? If anything, if your enemy comes after you, it fires you up, right? It doesn't cool you down. It doesn't make you apathetic or complacent. It doesn't make you lazy. It doesn't make you removed or distant. If you're attacked, if you're attacked, then it's just the opposite. It, it fires you up. So what does this mean, Ashakarcha, that Ashakarcha is saying that Amalek, when we encountered Amalek, Amalek cooled us down. Ashakarcha is going on Am Yisrael. That Amalek brought the Kriyus into Am Yisrael. Because that's still happening. It's the Koch Avamalik, Kriyus, coldness. That the Jews would pay any attention to their enemies, that they could have some influence, some effect upon them. That, that Israel would be affected by Amalek. They hated us, and we hated them. So how were they able to be Makaras? Mainly you understand say a person is learning and diving, but he loves the movies. So he goes to movies, the movies cool down his learning. It's Makara him in his davening. You understand that? A guy, a guy is on fire with Yiddish guy, and he finds himself a little girlfriend. 
You understand that the girlfriend brings a Kriyus into Zavadah Hashem. That's, that's natural. There was, there was a very fine Bacher that was talking to him and he said how he feels a little bit, he feels bad because his Yiddishkeit is not as strong as it used to be. And I'm asking him a few questions and he tells me that he's living in an apartment. Everybody in the apartment is Mechal Shabbos, right here, on one of these blocks. Everybody in his apartment is Mechal Shabbos. And they eat in the Velas and Trefus, Hashem Yoachim, in the apartment. And he's surrounded by all kinds of Diburim in the apartment that he's in. So he's, he's wondering, like, uh, I don't understand what's happening to me. How, what happened? So in such a situation, it's obvious where the Kriyos comes from. You're in a cold environment, and it cools you down. So, so you, lo- you, you love Jews, and you love Torah. That's very, very nice. But there's an Ashakarcha in your life. And Ashakarcha can have that effect upon you. And it's an amazing thing. You, not that this guy's uh, sitting like this, but a person could sit in a Mishmed for 12 hours, 13 hours a day, and you could and you could look at something for five minutes, and it's a whole ashakarcha, right? Twelve hours in the bismedrash, and the shachris min with shockling, and with the eyes closed, with the whole thing, and you could be not five minutes, thirty seconds in the sitrachah with a malik, it's ashakarcha. Everything is ice, everything freezes in thirty seconds. You understand? Because there. When it comes to when it comes to a movie, when it comes to a girl, or when it comes to a chevra, the person enjoys that company. He enjoys the movie, so it's makarahim. He is listening to it. He's makabel from it. But how could Amalek have such an effect upon us when we hate them? Sinus nefesh, sinus mavis, and they hate us. So there's no relationship. So where's the Ashakar? How's there a Kriyus? Where does the coldness come? How could there be a... I mean, how were we influenced by Amalek if we hate them? They're coming to kill us. We should Yishmi Yisrael al-Sainim m'mvakish or Jews would, would pay any attention to, the, to their enemies who are seeking to kill them? <laughs> so how did such a thing happen? Turn the page. The word derech is a code word for machshav. Now the derech begins in one's mind, and the journey from the mind to the heart is that derech. But derech is machshav. The Shem Havaya, the Shem Yud Kei when it's written out B'milui, when it's written out Yud Kei Vavkei, and the Shem Aleph Hei Yud Hei, when it's written out B'milui, without going into anything Kabbalistic here, but the sum total of Samach Gimel Sukuf Samach Aleph comes out to be Derech. The Shemus right now is not important, but the Iker is, the Iker is, that Derech means my way of thinking. 
a way of thinking, thinking about Akkad Shabbat was Derech Hashem. Now, Malik somehow, Ashakor Chabadach means a Malik was somehow able to affect our thinking, that our thinking became cold and sterile. When thinking doesn't penetrate to the heart, when it's not then it's cold. Because the heart is what warms up the, th- the thoughts. And if a person is just thinking, thinking itself is cold. The avod of a Jew is v'hashivos elavavecha v'yadata hayom, thinking, but the yadata hayom should be v'hashivos elavavecha to cross that derech from the mind to the heart, which the tzaddikim say is a greater distance than from shemayim to ours. So a person can be sitting and learning again all day. It could be a tremendous, tremendous lamdan. But he never crossed over the derech from the brain to the heart. And therefore, that interruption, which is Amalek, which I mentioned to you with the Alter Rebbe, explains that Amalek is Loshon of Malika, which is the last week's parish. Malika, Malika Sa'if is the breaking of the neck of the bird. That means the neck which joins together the mind and the heart is broken. That's what Amalek is. Am Melek, the nation that has the ability to interrupt us on the derech from the mind to the heart. So a person will be, will be stuck in the cold intellectual thoughts, the machshava, but the machshava is never able to penetrate into the heart to become warm. Because the warmth is in the heart. The mind is cold. So I'm more like was able to cause our thinking to be cold think to be cold intellectual thought, sterile and cold. Umram is a pasukazer, and this is alluded to in the pasuk. Kaidim shabah amalek lehilachem achem. Before amalek attacked us, hoyu bechem anoshim nemuchim. There were Jews that were not on a high level. Anoshim nemuchim, lower people. Shechokmas chitzonios shehispara behem amolek haiseyofa beeneichem. This could be a dangerous thing to say in this building and on the campus, but the rabbis. This is what the rabbis saying. Shechokmas chitzonios shehispara behem amolek. That there were Jews who were not on the highest level who were impressed by the culture in which Amali prided itself. In the secular culture that Amalek prided itself. It was a very advanced nation. So the Rebbe is saying that there were Jews there were Jews who looked at themselves as as loyutslachs, as unsuccessful people, who were once part of a great civilization in Egypt, and now we're wandering in the desert, and Amalek came. Amalek came with neckties and suits, and degrees, 
professors, all kinds of all kinds of chachmas. Shespoir by Hamamalik, and there were Jews that looked at that. Oh, let, let's learn a little bit more. And there were Jews who saw this, and they were and they were impressed by it. They made a rishim on them. And it brought to a certain cooling off of the excitement that we had of Torah of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Like some yeshiva bocha goes out of yeshiva, you know, after, after fighting like for the, the last French fry, a piece of cantaloupe or something. And, and everybody's, you know, pushing and shoving, and and it's and, you know guys haven't showered for, for 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 three days, and it's a it's a whole balagan, and and it's a mess. And then they take these guys like on a tour, of, of like the nicest building in in Harvard or something. You know? So that people say, yeah, oh, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. So it causes a certain kriyus when it comes to Torah. It causes a kriyus. You see, these people felt the world. The world is a the world is a cultured there is a cultured place, and and the world has chachmas that are very very beautiful, very interesting, very advanced and civilized and beautiful. Art and music and poetry and philosophy chulu chulu. The Gamla Midas Taivas. And the world, there, there are people that have beautiful Midas, very nice Midas, and conduct themselves in a nice way. The Gamba Ilamazay, Yeshman Erevach, and one could do very well to benefit from this world. We don't have to be a bunch of Jews running in the desert somewhere. We don't have to be a bunch of Yeshiva Bacham. There's also, the world is, there's a lot of beautiful, nice, impressive things in the world. Chachmas and so on of the world. So what did Hashem do? So, th- so there were Jews that were leaving the shrine with this thought, perhaps. And that's what the Rebbe is saying, that they were leaving a civilized place, now going out into the desert, a bunch of Jews. And they were leaving the main headquarters of ancient civilization which was Egypt. It was a very, very disgusting place, but a very, very advanced, a very advanced civilization. So the thought was that uh, maybe we're leaving, we're leaving something that's, that's really uh, more civilized, beautiful than the life that we're heading into. So what did Hashem do? Hashem brought Amalek with all of the Chachma, with all of its wisdom, all of its brilliance. Now when you read Amalek here, you put in parentheses the Nazis, right? You put in parentheses, that's what the Rebbe is saying. Germany. The German people. Germany 20th century Germany, the beginning of the 20th century, post-World War I Germany, the biggest university is the most chashiva professors. They're on top of the world, the most civilized, advanced people. 
Germany. So what did Hashem do? Hashem brought Amalek slash Germany. Hashem revealed to Am Yisrael the true riches, the ugliness, the evil of that world. Zuhamas Liba, the corruption of the heart. Yeah, they look very good. And they talk up a very good, uh, they put on a very good show. They dress nice, blonde, blue eyed. I'm a like him. Everybody here knows that the Shurish of the, of the Sinus Israel, the, the place in Germany was the strongest Sinus Israel was Dafka, the universities and the professors. The intelligentsia, the smartest, the most educated people. So Hashem brought Amalek, very, very civilized, very advanced people, and he showed, here, here are the professors, here are the, here are the, here are the cultured, civilized uh, people from Berlin and Munich. Ritzichas midoisav. Ritzichas midoisav rikoven chachmaso aleichem. You see with your own eyes, Hashem brought B'nai Yisrael to see with their own eyes that when you scratch off the surface of the fancy clothing and the opera and all that stuff underneath it is murder and the corruption and the wasting away of Chachma so you could see yourselves so we should be able to see ourselves the truth That is, be'etzim, ha'emes. What's the truth? What's the real truth about chacham salem? About secular worldly knowledge, or a secular worldly way of life, that that could be bnei so We're thinking, oh, I used to be nice in Mitzrayim. So Hashem showed here. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring the Germans now to you. Forget about the Egyptians. Can you have the Germans? Big universities, big professors, big scientists big artists, everything. Mamish, the most cultured people on earth. And you see what they are, bats and they're a bunch of murderers. Gambis Svard, also Hashem came. Hashem did, did this later on in Spain. There are many Jews who were attracted to the culture and to the philosophy of Spain, and many, many Jews were lost to Yiddishkeit. And then the same people who originally had welcomed us and sucked us dry of everything, our money, everything, then they turned against us. Um to torture us, the Inquisition. The ones who were lucky got out. How many were killed and were forced to convert? Also, at that time, Spain was the most civilized place in the world. The greatest place of, of uh, uh, the greatest philosophers at that time were living in Spain. The greatest musicians and artists, everybody was in Spain. That was the place. That was Amalek at that time. 
And then we saw how just like it happened with Amalek, Hashem revealed the essence of world culture. The essence of that of that world is 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 ritzicha, is murder. And sin is Yisrael. That Therefore, the Torah is telling us, remember what Amalek did to you. Think of what Amalek did to you, the effect that it has upon you in your life. The Torah is still telling us that. How does it cool me and you down, the outside world? How does it cool us off? How easy it is to be impressed by the world outside of Torah because of the surface, how it looks, how interesting and how beautiful and how exciting it is on the surface, and how, and do we know how much that cools us down? That's what the Rebbe is saying. And you know what Amalek does to you? Remember, Derech is Machshavah. Ashakar Chabadarach means it cools you off and leaves you in that place of, of the mind. The thoughts are just cold thoughts. And you're not able to, you're not able to feel a fire of Ahavaz Hashem, of Yos Hashem. Your davening is cold, your learning is cold, your mitzvahs are cold, your Ben Amachavero is cold. Ashakar Chabadarach. That you begin, your mind begins to think that, wow, Amalek's Chachma is really, it's, it's very impressive. It's very, very impressive. So Hashem already showed this very clearly, how beautiful the Chachma is of, of Amalek and of the Germans and of the Spanish. How beautiful the Chachma is. With all the fancy Chachmas, how beautiful it is. And I think you only see this with the, with the professors, with the liberals, with the colleges, all the riches, all the riches that comes to Africa, the strong, the biggest riches that comes from these places, all over the world. Therefore, when Hashem will give you a chance in the land that He gave you, Erase the memory of Amalek mitachas hashamayim from under the heavens. Don't forget. I'll call upon him me'ata kishiyaza Hashem etinotzel bimenu v'hu yimoche. I'll call upon him kvateda shakol chachmas oilem ein ba'af court of taif. That means that now there will be zoicher and will be saved, will be rescued from this. And Hashem will erase the Amalekim slash the Germans every Jew will be able to know what this whole Chachmas Eilam is, what the, what the uh, secular world is about, what the non-Jewish world is about, what the uh, university is about, not, not Jewish university, but what, the, what that world is about. There's no good in it at all. You think it's, you think it's Shemayim. You're impressed and you think that there's something heavenly about these places. It's nothing. It's only tachas hashemayim. Only Torah hashemayim. Only to be a Jew hashemayim. Everything else can give that impression that it's something which is himmeldic. It's heavenly. But it's, it's everything is tachas hashemayim.
They're good speakers. They can give fancy speeches. They're not essay nice drushes. But inside of them, they're filled with filth and with rottenness. They're rotted and filthy inside. They give good drushes. And when they feel it's necessary, or they just feel like they'd like, want to. Then all of the chachmas, all of the chachmas, that they, that they created, that they made up, and all the speeches that they gave, and all the books that they write, and all the classes and lectures about having beautiful midas, yoifiyamidas, and being civilized and cultured and so on. Now they use all of their chachmas to seek out what? To give drushes about stealing, about looting, about murdering. And kilo, all the filth, all the ugliness of the world is the best thing that, that exists for them. That's all the chachmas. That's the krius that we are impressed by the world. And when Hashem strips away the outside of the world and we see what's inside the, the secular world. It's so different with the Torah. Not different. It's not at all the same. The Torah and the Chachmas of Torah, it's not something that was made up by people. It's not man-made. People make up their, all their chachmas, and then they, then they use the chachmas for, for, to, to kill, to, to whatever they want. The Torah is, it's not a ma'asi adam, it's not homemade, it's not man-made. It could, be, it could be bent and made crooked according to what people want it to be. Then all of a sudden the chachma that was, that was last, last week, was the, the chacham was giving a drosha in the university about morals and about ethics, and now... The same Chacham is giving a drasha that the Jews have to be removed from the world, that they're staying on the world. Chachmas of people, they could be made, they could be bent, and they could be any way to suit the needs of human beings and who they are and where they are. It's not, it's not just a cold seichel. Yiddishkeit is not just seichel. But the Musa'ilam, their seichel, their seichel is a seichel. What's the Torah and what's a Jew? The Torah is the soul of God himself. A Jew is a piece of God himself. A Blat Gemara, a Rashi Atoises, a Chumash Rashi. It's not, it's not man-made Chachmah that can be bent and twisted to suit your needs or what you want. People try to do that. All the mitzvahs Whether you understand that, that part of Torah, you don't understand that part of Torah. The mitzvahs are mitzvahs Hashem. And a person is not allowed to change them. And a person is not allowed to tamper with them. He's not allowed to distort them in order to suit his needs of what he wants to do and what he wants to, in his own mind to accomplish. To, to, to make crooked even a chutas, even, even the tiniest bit to make the Torah crooked, like you have people nowadays. 
to start saying things specifically. They think people that consider themselves to be shomer mitzvahs, and they and they taking the they taking the Torah, they take halach, and they make it crooked because that's what they want. Because they look at the world and they say, "Oh, is the How beautiful is the world that women are treated the same as men? such a beautiful world." So we have to make sure that the Torah also treats women that way. Like Hashem doesn't know how to treat women. We have to make sure that the Torah will also treat women that way. Where do they get that from? From Because it looks so beautiful in the world. Look how they treat women in the world. Look how they treat women. Look how we see how women are so happy in the world. Look how women are treated in the world. So then you have these people considering themselves to be from Jews, and they say, oh, that's civilization. That's Civilized people don't forbid women to, da- to dance with the Sefer Torah. Civilized people don't forbid women from coming and davening by the Kaisal. Civilized people don't forbid women from putting on a pair of ta- film to wear towels and film. They look at the world, and the world is so civilized, women's rights, etc., etc. And this carries over to everything. I'm just using this as an example. And they're impressed by the world. And that brings a krius into all of the Yiddishkeit. These people that are screaming that, you have to, that the women have to daven by the Kaisal. How do these people daven when they're not by the, by the Kaisal, when they're not in the cameras and the newspapers? They don't even believe in God. They don't even keep Torah mitzvahs. They don't care about wearing tefillin. Their husbands don't wear tefillin. They don't wear tefillin. And, the, and the, this carried over now to, to, to people that, that went to yeshiva when they were growing up. That they, they, they look at the world and they say, that's civilized. We have to make Yiddishkeit as civilized as the world is. And they're going to try to, and they try to take Torah mitzvahs into their amaratsim to try to, to, to bend Yiddishkeit that it should, suit, it should fit what they want. Because they're impressed by the world and they want to be like the world. So therefore, they have to make the Torah fit into the world. The Torah has to be like the world. So they're treating Chachmas, Atayra, Ki'ilu, it's some man-made Chachma, that because you feel bad, or it makes your wife feel bad, that she can't sit next to you in the synagogue, so then we have to say, Mutalach, 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 of course, of course, the, God wants you to sit next to me. Because the Torah has to accommodate what you want, because you're impressed by the world, and you want to be like the world. Because you don't believe in, in Torah Messina. You don't believe in Nitzchis Torah. You don't believe in, in, in Torah Shabal Peh. And you don't believe in, in, in the Ishtalsalus of Halacha from Moshe Rabbeinu and how Torah works. The Torah is the Torah, whether you understand it or you don't understand it. It's Chachmas Hashem. And if you, could, if you see the cruelty in it, because you could say, any, any one of these people, let's say, a, a, a woman wants to be daven by the Kaisal. Every woman can go to the Kaisal and daven. Since the time of the Bessam Mikdash, they were, they, were, they were davening separately. So how does that affect your relationship with God if you can't be next to your boyfriend? I know you'd like to be next to your boyfriend. But these people, meaning the old Jews, the regular from Jews, for them, that's a terrible, terrible thing to have that at this holy place. So why can't you just be like nice? You also could have them next to a girl. A girl could have next to a girl. You know that could also work. So why can't you just be nice about it? Because the other people that mamish hurts them. That's killing them. So why not just be nice? The men can go there, and the women can go here. Or you'll have people that come to a chasna, and if they have to sit for half hour away from the husband that they never even talk to in the home. If they have to sit for half hour away, they make a whole stink. I'm not coming to the wedding. Why can't you just be a nice person? Because when you open up 
that, that place, that heart, you see that it's cold and empty. It's Ashakar Chavader. It smacks, smells, it stinks of Amalek. I'm not saying God forbid Amalek, but it has that smell of Amalek. Because the smell of Amalek is the coldness, it's the cruelty. And it's always in the name of everything is so beautiful, beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful that the women should die from the men. It's so beautiful that why shouldn't women be able to put on film? It's so beautiful. Where did you get that from? From the world, because the world is so civil. You want to be like the world, to be civilized and beautiful, because that's what they call equal rights. And then you're going to take that to the Torah, and you're going to, and you're going to, and you're going to try to bend the Torah to fit what you want. But you see the, the, you see the cruelty and the ugliness. You see the meanness. You see the meanness in it. It comes out, because it already is stained by the world of Amalek. It's a, that's already the smell of Amalek, that way, of on the outside, making believe you're the most cultured, civilized person. I mean, on the inside, there's nothing. It's all cold. There's nothing. There's no, there's no the life eye and there's no heart. There's nothing. Hamitzvah's mitzvah, for him, shows no shuma ish lahar acherein. Mikolshkein laakim chaspeli. You can't, you can't to 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 go against any of the any halacha. Kechutasar v'aloim dem mekaimim esdabik and kol gufa nafshu nafshu ruch ruach neshama ba. When a person learns Torah and is mekaim mitzvahs, he's being esdabik with his entire guf, his nefesh, his ruach, his neshama. He's being attached to the infinite one, to chachmas Hashem, like it's explained in Tanya. Atchegam huroa maat es tevasa. And it makes the person, and it transforms the person by being misdabek to the Torah, to somebody who bets him as good. And it reveals the good in the person. Therefore, Therefore, you have to erase Amalek from under the heavens. There are Jews who are so jealous, who give so much covet to Amalek's wisdom, which all comes from beneath the heavens. Our wisdom of Torah is, the he- is heaven. But there are Jews who are nechashol macherecha. That's why Amalek attacked, the ones that were spit out from the cloud. And those Jews who are the lower Jews, they, they, they're very, very impressed by wisdom that's tachas hashamayim, that's under the heavens, by the wisdom of Amalek, by the culture of Amalek. Now here the Rebbe says a very beautiful thing. Tachas means instead of. Like Zet Tachas Zet. So these, these Jews who are so impressed with the culture of the world, they want to take the Chochm of Amalek and it should be Tachas HaShemayim. Instead of Chochm HaShem. Tachas HaShemayim. Really it's nothing. It's Tachas HaShemayim. But the word Tachas means to substitute it for, for Chochm HaShem. So if a person, if somebody wants to sit and learn Torah for three, four, five years, they look at him like he's, like he's a primitive, barbaric person. But if somebody is sitting for nine years writing a, a dissertation on, on, on why is it that snowflakes last longer in, in Astoria than in Forest Hills, so then he already gets a, a, a half a million dollar grant, and he sits for eight years, nine years, and everybody's proud of him that he sat and he wrote a dissertation on, on the life of snowflakes in Queens. And that's, a, that's already like a chosh of azach, and, and they write him up, and he gets, the, he gets prizes for that. But if a person sits and learns chacham Hashem, he says, they say, ah, he's a battle, and the guy sits and learns tire. What's, what's, what are you doing with your life? What are you wasting your life? What, what are you wasting your life? We're going to see across the street which part of the library is going to win when Mashiach comes. Let's see. The lower floors, fancy, pretty, pretty nice, no, right? Or the higher floors. We're going to see which floors are going to win.
<laughs> which floors of the library Mashiach is going to bring close to him and which are going to be Ayreskevayf. We'll see. Not to say that there's no place for Chachmas Ha'olam in Torah. I'm not getting into that sugya now. When it's done in the right way and how it's done in V'chulu V'chulu. I'm not talking about that. That's something else. That's a very big Indian. And I'm not saying that there's going to be any kind of book burnings and anything like that. <laughs> but we'll see which is going to be in the front row. The front rows, what's going to be. Which Jews are going to be sitting in the front row? Which Jews in the front row and which books are going to be in the front row? We're going to see. So, which, what's going to be in the front row? So, the, so Amalek wanted to make mitachas shemaim instead of shemaim. In other words, the lowest, most earthly things should be instead of shemaim. The Jews should, should think that, they, that that's where they're going to find their simcha. That's where they're going to get educated. And it's instead of shemaim, mitachas shemaim. We have to erase that way of thinking that Amalek is instead of shemaim. That the secular world is mitachas shemaim. We have to erase that. That's a crooked way of thinking. There's nothing that's mitachas shemaim. If there's something to secular wisdom, it's as the Bishram tell us, to, what, to whatever degree it's able to help us in, in Aravaida, whatever that means. I'm not going into it. But it's not mitachas. It's not to replace shemaim. It's not to substitute shemaim. We have to erase that whole way of looking. Ki'ilu Amalek is instead, that way of, of, the, of, of, of this world is instead of Shemaim, instead of a life of Torah Mitzvahs. That has to be erased. That's a corrupt, destructive thought. And you're impressed. It looks very, very beautiful, impressed. So go see what, what good came to the world from all of this, these impressive things. What good came to the world? The biggest rishas came down from the places of the biggest chachmas, of chachmas, the biggest rishas, right now in America, the biggest rishas in Europe, in America. That's exactly what happened in Germany, in the universities, the biggest rishas. Dafka from those places of chachmas hagoyim, chachmas chitzonias, the biggest, biggest rishas from those places. The biggest Amalek. So Hashem said, you want to see how beautiful Amalek is? I'll show you how beautiful Amalek is. Here's Amalek, Nazi Germany, 1939, 1940, 1941. Beautiful. Look how their boots are so polished. Look how their hair is combed so nicely. Ah, the yeshiva bacha's shoes are dirty. The yeshiva bacha's shirt is out, you understand? He's got one payas that's going west, the other one's going east. And he, uh, you know, he talks a little bit, not so, not so fancy, right? So people are impressed with Amalek. They look, ni- they look nice. So Hashem said, so I'm going to show you how beautiful Amalek is. You'll see how nice Amalek is. Take a look at Amalek, how beautiful they are. With all the chachmas. Take a look how beautiful. We never, had, we, never, we never went anywhere to burn their books. But they burned all of our swarm, right? The big cultured ones who love education, who love wisdom. They were burning, they were burning already a long time ago in France. They didn't burn Shas, Pavli. That's all the chachmas are so that whole mistake has to be erased. That way of looking at the Amalek is kilos mitachas hashemayim instead of shemayim. There's no such thing, God. There's no replacement. I'm sorry, you wanted to say something a long time ago. You remember? Zochar al tishka. Good. Okay. Let's dive in.